Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 22nd of August 2022. It kind of feels like the 22nd of September to me because harvest is finished and we're kind of getting a number of jobs done that normally we do later in the season. And it just feels a bit strange to be, well, not working every hour God sends in August. Anyway, so enjoying that a little bit, albeit it's a little strange. Right, what a terrible week. If you ignored last week's market report, where I admitted to being wrong and went back to the market report of two weeks ago, all of my theories have come true. I mean, the market's had a proper cack out this week. Now, there's obviously pressure in the north of England, but it clearly isn't anything led by the UK because there has been export going on out of the UK, which should kind of hold things or push markets up. But the rest of the world has decided to take a bit of a jump off the edge of a cliff. You know, there's always theories as to why things happen after the event. And certainly it felt like the barn doors were closed and we weren't going to see any more pressure on, on a sort of a normal basis, the sentiment you can read. But the latest theory is, if you imagine a school bully is quite happily getting away with bullying everybody and he's actually got the nuclear button that can destroy your family and your village if, you, if he wishes and he can just play games at being in control of the universe, then nothing much can stop the school bully if he's in that place. In the scenario of no one completely can stop the school bully except for either someone else's big brother or someone who's even bigger than him. And so the word is that, or the expectation is that old Vlad, who has been pretty ruthless with his treatment of Ukraine, would in no way be allowing grain to go out of the country to give them any money or any support. It makes no sense to give them any funding, to buy weapons, to fire on his own country. So the logic of that dictates that probably someone said, you know, excuse me, Vlad, would you mind awfully not doing that or perhaps allow the corridor so commodity prices drop a lot now i'll let you sit and work that one out for a second who's big enough who's got a heat wave in the yangtze river at record low levels and a corn crop still not harvested who wants commodity prices down because they haven't been in the market for a few weeks well when you've actually got, got the answer to that quiz question in your head the reality is at some point the big brother of the bully is going to turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to buy some commodities now. So I would expect statements coming out of China saying that their crop is exceptionally good on corn, which will mean it's the opposite. And then I would expect them to come in and start buying commodities from the rest of the world. And once they've got enough or they've got enough supply, give the old boy that nod and old Vlad can sink as many grain ships as he likes. So it's kind of, that's the speculation as to why the market is under such pressure. All this Ukrainian grain is piling out at incredible speed to the nearest destination they can get it to and Europe at the moment is as good a destination as any paying more money than they're they're receiving for their product get it out unload it send the boat back in again and get as many tons out while they have the window so with that being the case Europe is getting a fair supply of corn and various other products predominantly corn 
delivered and the market is therefore under quite a lot of pressure. So that's why we think it's happening. Quite when the door shuts, if you like, or the bomb drops, then we don't know. It would be useful to get the nod from old Vlad on that one so I could take a long position 10 minutes before he drops it. So allowing for that, let's get to prices. Oilseed rape is... 475 dramatically lower and seems under quite a lot more pressure i don't think it's necessarily just sunflower coming out of ukraine i think there's stuff coming out of south america soya's under a bit of pressure at the moment so yeah that seems to be ongoingly weak and it's below the 500 mark let's move on to feed barley that's obviously suffering i expected that one to hold up and it has kind of relatively uh, it's held up better than the wheat market it was always too low at harvest time anyway X Farm September 228. It's still a discount to wheat, but it's not as much of a discount to wheat. So if you consider feed wheat for November, we've changed our bidding to probably £12 under the North Futures now as opposed to 15 The Futures price is beginning to come back into line with where it should be. So taking Futures at this point to be 253 we would be bidding 241 X Farm for November for feed wheat. I will say we're rather long of November feed wheat like every other merchant. Everybody's got November port and you know they need Octon deck covered but hey it's just the habits the habits of a lifetime hey. So that is quite a drop in value from the last time we spoke. If you look at milling wheat premiums, they are in the region of £30 a tonne. Be careful of the protein fallbacks. Some are going for a pound a point, some are going for £2 a point. It doesn't need me to tell you which one you should head for and you know, ask that question of your trader when he's giving you the quote. Where's it going? Are they a bunch of uh, you know hard-nosed high protein claimers so moving on to malting barley the little chat we have is a reasonably bite-sized um, doing grain podcast this week because of the volume of work going on and i think that you know we're going to have a little chat about one or two things or a little reality check for one or two people on some subjects that uh, that's what makes us so popular with farmers when we come out with our not so endearing statements but i think some things need to be said anyway malting barley probably 260 it's a sweeping price for a whole range of commodities but it's been a dramatic price drop because there is clearly more than enough malting barley going around anyway with that we'll listen to a little ad about the Halsham show which is coming up if you're in the county you need to come to it and then you've got me and Webby having a little chat about a few things that some of you won't enjoy thank you thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours The Aylsham Show is back. Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of August. The central theme of this year's show is highlighting Norfolk's importance as a primary food producer. Visitors will find something that caters to all tastes. Animal exhibitions and competitions, main ring displays, classic cars and agricultural vehicles, plus an extensive food and cookery zone, all in the beautiful surrounding of Blickling Park. The Aylsham Show, Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of August. We look forward to seeing you there. Okay, bite size. Andrew and Webby having a little chat about a few things in the market. Webby doesn't know what we're going to talk about yet, but you got anything to start with? Any news? No, we're just talking about that. It's quite thin on the ground, other yeah. than, as you mentioned, but Ben says I'd take a holiday in the uh, yeah, middle of harvest. Another holiday. Glamping. Yeah. In Essex. We were hoping for some 30, you know, 65 mils of rain, weren't we? That would have been lovely. In the Aylesbury yeah. area, but didn't, didn't yeah. happen, unfortunately. Well, we haven't heard about yeah. it yet. In right. fairness to him, he did have a very busy run-up to going away. He did not smash out rape invoicing and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't win once, did he? That's a compliment. I think that was maybe the first. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. 
I hope you listen, Ben. Anyway, right, so I'm going to start off with a few things I think need to be said because I'm, I'm just in the mind for it. First things first, farmers, ergot, you grew it, all right? Mm. You are the people who produced the ergot. Let's be very clear about it. There's some around, isn't there? Yeah, not, lo- not loads, but it's in places. Norfolk is blessed with having a big rotation and therefore a much smaller level of ergot. Following rye, it is be- becoming more pronounced. So that is a figure that you need to put in, in your head when you are following rye with a cereal. You may well get ergot, which may mean there's a 20-odd pound a tonne deduction mm. to come off the next crop to clean it. But, you know, ergot is a carcinogenic product. It has a long history of sending people mad, doing crazy things and needs to be taken out of the food chain. And it is not a made-up merchant's thing where they can take money off you for no reason. It is real. You would not want your children to eat it. So there are one or two intake points that do take it as a claim opportunity. They take a delivery of it. They clearly don't clean the ergot out of it. And they charge a lot of money for something that they... It's an opportunity makes a thief. I accept that. And those intake points know who they are. And no doubt they'll be Mm. pissed off with me for saying it. And that's up to you farmers to work that one out for yourselves as well when you're getting shafted. But more importantly, if there is ergot in your product, and if it is malting barley or it is milling wheat, it cannot go into the food chain knowingly. There is a tolerance level which is minimal. So you can be within a tolerance level on it if it really is a minimal event. But if it is there and you know it is there, you have to be grown up about it and admit to it. And yes, it is going to cost you lots of money. The point you make there, if you know it's there. I mean, I've experienced this firsthand, but I do remember when a load got rejected for ergot. Farmer was like, what's this all about? Someone lifted my leg. I went out to farm, did walk the heap, thought, no, that's fine. Let's try it again. Couldn't believe it. But by the time that load was presented on the Weybridge... There was ergot all over the top of the load of wheat. So it's one of those awkward ones when a farmer doesn't believe it's there. It's, it, and as you said, that the trade or the merchant isn't trying to lift the farmer's leg at all. Well, if it gets it gets its way to the top of a lorry quite often. It's a lifetime's misery This, if you're a grain trader. This occurs. Ergot is something that, as I say, the person who produced the ergot is you. It is not a pretend thing. It is a very historically recorded fact. And if you're unfortunate enough to have it in your sample, then it will cost money to take it out because otherwise it will poison people. Please stop giving everybody else a kicking for something that fundamentally is an occupational hazard of yours. Mm. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. How many listeners will we lose now because they're so wounded by my straightforward talk? Okay. It hasn't been a major problem this year, but it is in places. In some areas in Suffolk, in some areas in Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire, there is an issue. Right, moving on. Malting barley, whinge number 47 from the farming community. Malting barley really has gone down that much money, okay? When someone bids you 260 for something that two weeks ago you're being bid £300 a tonne for, it is not someone trying to lift your leg. What's happened is all your fault, farmers, okay? What you have done, to spell out the obvious, because you can't work it out, is you have all produced perfect malting barley from every single sample bar about two so in other words there is an overabundance and the yields were higher as well which is a blessing from god right so you have overproduced a product and consequently the price has collapsed so please stop giving people a hard time if a you haven't sold it b you haven't reacted to a price two weeks ago and now you're being bid 40 pounds less it's just a fact that you know the writing was on the wall and i'm pretty certain everybody including my podcast very clearly said there is too much of it there is a big crop and it's all low nitrogen and it's all passing and the scottish and northern crops are great and the danish crops are great 
the writing was on the wall. And if you blame someone else for not selling it, you're not a grown-up, right? That's... You know, yeah. obviously, you, you, some of you can sense possibly some of the conversations I've had this week, and it's obviously I'm fed up with being my <laughs> fault all the time. Let's be nice to you. Beans, that's not your fault, right? It's a very poor year. Beans have been crap, yeah. yeah. They've been yeah, rubbish not to the farmer's fault. They haven't had a rain, and we're in Norfolk, we're seeing yields of two and a half ton a hectare yeah. ish. So it's, it's pretty bleak. Yeah. Yeah. We feel sorry for you on that one. It's not your fault. It was rain. It was heat. You know, it's £30 premium fee, which £270 a tonne in round figures. Movement is September. Yeah, September buyers call, so it's going to be probably, depends on where vessels are programmed in, but yeah. There's nothing in might come, no. So a lot of the, the August stuff is filled, so it's, it's a problem crop to move, even though it is small. So by shouting at your merchant, why aren't you moving my beans when I've cut them? The answer is, why have you cut them four yeah. weeks early? Yeah. So Everyone's fun. in the same boat. Every merchant, I'm sure, is well, blessed with that yet, same problem. They're in yeah. a boat in a month's time. Exactly. But, you know, again, yeah. instant reaction of certain people is, why aren't you moving my beans now? Yeah. You know, if everything is everybody else's fault all the time, somebody somewhere is going to have to wake you up and say, it, the reality occurs every now and again. But even, I mean, consumers, and hopefully farmers can appreciate this, the consumers naturally would have thought, I'm going to have beans in September, as you would do every year. So they would have covered themselves with the old all the way through to that month. So, you know, there's no consumer buying either. It makes perfect sense because it's a logical thought process. Milling premiums, should we talk about them? What should we say about them? £30 over, round figures. Ish, yeah. Is that a good premium when every single sample is a high hagberg? It's an issue of a protein, isn't it? It's a protein, yeah, and as Ben, our self-professed milling wheat pro... The miller can go and buy gluten, but gluten is expensive. What is the right premium? I don't know. But there's not... I can't as, see the as premium climbing. Know, we're not a big milling wheat area, are we? I we, can't see milling wheat premium climbing, because I can see the millers finding all sorts of uses for all sorts of other varieties that are normally no good, because they're yeah. so exceptionally high kilo weight, high yeah. hagberg, etc. Yeah. So I, I think, if anything, in time, the premium will erode. But that's on the basis of having very few milling wheat samples to trade. Yeah. We've got a couple of 14% samples which i think are valuable but otherwise yeah i think the usual thing that there's too much of a product not so much german imports because their proteins are low we mentioned last week but 30 to 40 is a very good premium by normal yeah, standard, standard yeah, yeah. yeah you know it was 270 everybody what was the cost yeah. of production bearing in mind cost of production this year everybody is lower on the basis of the harvesting jimmy fowl a few weeks ago highlighted that with an easy dry harvest the combines were able to work continuously through without stopping and starting. And the level of, there's no drying, there's you know there's a lot less diesel being used, 20% less used, which is a big cost of production saving. Yeah. They're never mentioned, are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cost of production. There is something that's again, is not the farmer's fault, the cash flow issue. Yeah, I, I can sympathise with that. I think that's, by the sounds of things, it's difficult. Lots of big fertiliser bills hitting people's desks due for payment any moment. So the dilemma that someone with grain has got is they're standing there looking at their heap of wheat, which has gone from £270 a tonne down to £240 a tonne in round figures or to whatever high point you want to pick as being the moment you should have sold it and you didn't because your merchant didn't make you or whatever it is. So it's £240 a tonne. And the probability is all, I think the trade generally is saying, look, there's a long way, there's a year to go till next harvest. And in that time, the reality of what's happening in the Ukraine is probably going to make everyone go, oh, there isn't a supply, we need to be long of it. But what does the farmer do who has a cash flow problem? You know, he's got something that's worth cash. 
Yeah, I mean, I did have a conversation with so- someone's in exactly that position. They're kind of like, I need some cash. What do I do about it? I think the market's going to go up. I said, well, let's be realistic about it. There's tonnage that you haven't sold. This particular grower's actually sold very well. But still a good price. It starts with the two, 230-odd. There's enough people with 170s in the book. It's These are still... But quite it's, good prices. It's not, I mean, no one's. No, it was not anyone forcing the farmer into a decision to sell it. It is a, a circumstance that ought, yeah, yeah. Most needs, mortals, needs or needs normal months. humans, if they have a cash flow problem and they haven't got anything to do, they'll sell their stock or they'll do something to make the money appear. Well, you, yeah, you have to do something about it. It's either extend your overdraft or speak to your bank. And if what if the, are the banks are the banks saying yes or no? Are they just saying maybe? From what I'm gathering, I think they're harder at the moment. Are they? opportunity again so you so set up fee one percent and then a slightly higher interest rate and we won't let you have that much against it sunny i think once we get a chance to whether we can be bothered to do this but analysis of our harvest purchasing will be greater this year subliminally through a lot of that cash flow selling well cash flow for you know a company like ours where prices a couple of years ago was 150 pound a ton and they're now 300 is obviously a double a problem isn't it we had a brilliant year last year we had a brilliant year the year before when our figures come out for this year people go oh they made money and so we're able to stand it better but the volume of cash going out right at the moment we're relying very heavily on payments coming in on time from the people we're selling to and there's one or two of those just you know week five days eight days slippage yeah well if we pay someone one minute late they squeal yeah yeah so I don't know how, I mean, I guess if you're a big company, you can just do what you like and say, well, you, you know, you, we're good for the money, we'll pay you when we feel like it. But when you're a smaller company, everyone's going, oh, they haven't got any money, they're going to go wrong. It is irritating, so we have to pay on time. And as I say, in the industry, there is a tendency to be a little loose on that one. But for the farmer, it's not their fault. It's the extra cost of production. All of these new costs all, on machinery. All the so, I mean, yeah, machinery, your sprays, yeah, fertilizers. Yeah, we're all fully aware that well, there are fuel some bigger, and labor, bigger same bills. Else. Yeah. So that, that's not your fault, lads. We get it. And it's how you get around the problem. It isn't the end of the world if you sell your wheat at 240 or 230. But uh, it might be irritating if your long-term view, the market's going to go up. Yeah. So preserve as many tons as you possibly can. But you have to be practical about it. You have to be, you've got to weigh up how much the bank is going to take from you and, and it's a commercial decision is it yeah. best to sell or not and either way you could be right by selling it because the market has no guarantee of going up has it or i mean the other thing is is people could kind of consider the idea of rolling some forward contracts back at a discount hmm. you know they're okay yeah, mentally so, they're thinking they're losing money but you're not having to sell grain into it you're just pulling a contract early yeah really good point your percentage remains the same it's just you yeah. instead of selling instead of an a contract it's November. Or yeah, good yeah. idea. I mean, people mentally would probably think, oh, bloody hell, that's a pound a month. Yeah. Well, overdraft, a 300 or 250 pound yeah. ton contract is a damn sight less than a pound a month. In fact, it's a commercially brilliant idea to bring all your contracts forward to October, November. Yeah. There you go. There's a good piece of yeah. on the hoof thinking. Mm-hmm. Everybody move everything before November. <laughs> <laughs> North Futures take a smack. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I think North Futures are going to take a smack anyway. I think they've been out of sync. All right, yeah. the price I've given today is only £12 under for X Farm Week. But November Futures, who in their right minds is going to own that? doesn't make sense, does it? The, ba- the Well, particularly our Norfolk basis being a discount to Futures. Well, unless I'm wrong in the statement, but I was about to say most years the tender is out of Norfolk. Mm. 
I'd guess with the basis, there's got to be other stores being registered this year. I think, must be. I think the Doing Grain Education Services have finally seeped through to one or two companies, yeah. however big they are, to say, oh, yeah. we ought to have a store. Really. But even, even picking up, you know, the, the harvest, the harvest, there's nowhere to go with it. You know, whack in store, cheap basis, tender it on the knob. If you need a hedge and you own Nov Futures, here's a really hot tip on the whatever day it is, 19th of August. Sell your Nov and buy May. Buy May. It's a £5.525 carry. It will more than pay for itself, that Mm. process. You've still got your hedge in place, and that's when you really need the cover. The cover right now, you do not need November Futures. But that's that's exactly it. Why wouldn't... I mean, if someone wanted supply, you're not... There's no point buying the Nov. You pay more money in rent to get through to May. You might as well just buy the May at at five quid. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Because And it's the opposite of what we said to farmers who've got May contracts, bring them forward at a pound a month. It's five quid November. It's like, you know, as I say, the hedge is obvious to push it into May and do it as quickly as you possibly can if it's only five quid. Very interesting to know who the long would be. We always have that guessing game and all that sort of stuff going on. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 either an outside source, a bank, or uh, I don't know. One would assume that the bigger players would have some form of influence in that market, but they they know what they're doing. I mean, the main oh, man yeah, at, yeah, at the yeah. biggest company totally yeah. gets this market. Oh, of course, it does. Yeah. So it will all be revealed, no doubt. So the usual suspects will end up within their in their pockets. But by then, it might well be that the spread between Nov and May has gone out to £10, yeah. £12 pounds yeah. a ton like it did last year, in which case yeah. it would be obvious for those guys to then own it because it's it, yeah. a cheap way of having a guaranteed supply yeah. in a surplus year where there isn't any export of note, mm-hmm. he said. What about export? I mean, we have seen a, a flurry of activity yeah. now. There's bids into ports and the... Unexpected good news, really, is, yeah. is, is helping, isn't it? It's taken away yeah. the immediate surplus. There's a bid into Tilbury for September, which means there's export in, in September. I think the market remains reasonably well supported yeah. on the back of that. I think most of the East Coast is bid, isn't it? I think there's, what would we know, Yarmouth on our doorstep, mm. Ipswich, Tilbury. Yeah, stuff's happening, which is good yeah. for a farmer. Well, it's good as it can hold yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. Good well, I did have a... We're being nice to say, farmers oh, at the end yeah. of this. We started badly, we're now being nice, OK? No, I did have someone the other day saying, oh, people are just seeing this is a buying opportunity. I said, well, actually, the harvest discount is closed in a tenner. It was 30 mm. quid basis, wasn't it, 10 weeks ago? Now it's 20. Mm. And that's mainly that, that FOB business that's brought that around. Yeah. Really. The other good news, the other thing that the farmers have done brilliantly this year, and they've not had to particularly make an effort to do it, but the, this great news is mycotoxins. You know, there isn't any. We've we've got readings of nil, which shouldn't yeah. theoretically happen. People state that it's under 50 parts per billion or something. But the reality is that the tests on a couple of occasions have come back absolutely... Well, they've come back on more than once as nil, and we're double-checking the test, the check sample, and it's yet... Yeah. But that probably makes sense. Is it mycotoxin from yeah. rain or moisture yeah, yeah. in the, the... Totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, I've given farmers grief about producing ergot. I'm now giving them praise for not having dons and zons. Okay, so it's a, I'm a balanced kind of guy. If anyone's listened to the end of the podcast, <laughs> they've got the bad news, now they get there. Well done. No dons and zons. Very good performance, everybody. Okay, with that, I think back to the unbelievably big pile of administrative, pa- is, yeah. all the paperwork, all those people got to be paid. So that's what we're doing. Have a great week's trading. I hope the market doesn't completely collapse on you for the next two weeks. But if it does, it just means it's got further to come up when it decides to bounce. So positive Correct, thinking. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. 
The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.